the church has a way of overcomplicating what it means to be a follower of Jesus. There can be a lot of requirements and expectations that in the end do not result in a more robust and vibrant faith. Sometimes it is most helpful to simply get back to the basics. Join us as we start this new series right now. Life has its ups and downs. Life can be fun. Life is sometimes hectic. And life is full of choices. Welcome to Venture, the podcast that brings the biblical truth to the ventures that we face in this world and live in today. Hey everybody, welcome back to another Venture Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Wills, lead pastor at Chandler Acres Church in Bellevue, Nebraska, soon to be Venture Church. If you did not download our last episode, uh, we announced that we will be soon changing our name to Venture Church to match our um, vision and mission as, as a body of work for Christ, uh, to kind of just match everything and, and simplify everything of what we do. Uh, kind of what was transpired is that uh, Chandler Church is um, just kind of morphed into venture. Um, everything we do is kind of this venture for Christ, and, and so we just wanted to make it whole <laughs> as a church, and so we have voted to do that. Uh, right now, nothing is changing as far as um, anything yet until we get all of our paperwork filed with our state of Nebraska. And uh, once we get that all done, then we can um, move forward with that. So right now, uh, still, if you are uh, checking things out for us, it's still ChandlerAcresChurch.com is our website. Uh, that's where everything will lead to you. So don't don't freak out if you still see that. That's who we are still. Um, and really, we're not changing who we are. We're just changing our name. Uh, so just nothing, you know, will look, it'll just look different with, as time goes by with uh, the church name. Uh, and then if you are a giver, uh, a patron of this we- this podcast, then, um, you know, you can still go to chandleracreschurch.com backslash give, okay? Uh, that's the way you could still support us uh, right now. We'll let you guys know when we officially change to uh, make those changes. So um, we believe you are listening today for a reason or purpose, and we believe you are where you need to be. And uh, God will give you uh, that reason and purpose of why he has you where you are. Uh, We pray for that every single uh, day. So I hope your uh, New Year's resolutions are going well. (laughs) Uh, Some of you probably don't make New Year's resolutions or your New New Year's resolution is to not make a New Year's resolution. Either way, uh, I do hope you guys made some goals um, for yourself for this year, though. Uh, that's an ideal thing to have. Um, I believe if we don't have a goal, we will definitely hit it every time, right? And so uh, <laughs> we need to have a goal, uh, something to pursue in, in life. Uh, it could be something really simple. It could be something major that we want to pursue, but I think you need to do that uh, even if it's just a, you know, a stronger spiritual life, you know, uh, something on the nature, which I think is a big goal. Um, I think that is an excellent goal to have, uh, but it could be some other things, whatever you want to do. But I hope that is uh, going well for you. Um, and speaking of goals, uh, today we're beginning a new four-week series called Back to the Basics. And as many of you guessed, it's a series about the basics, uh, the foundations of our faith, Uh, And so over the next four weeks uh, in this podcast series, uh, we're going to cover prayer, 
scripture, confession, and service. And maybe some of those are your goals uh, for the new year, that you want to be stronger in prayer or read more scripture, or maybe you have a goal of uh, to get something off of um, your shoulders, off your heart of some kind of confession. And maybe you've got a goal of you want to serve in some capacity. Maybe you've been, uh, unfortunately, a, a pew potato for the last uh, couple of years or whatever you want to call it, right? Um, so where you're just you just show up on Sundays and which is great we want you there on Sundays at church or in a life group but but maybe you want to serve somewhere within the church that would be that would be a great goal to have as well um, but I believe either way whatever it is uh, I believe this series it's it's going to be an awesome journey together as we head back to the feet of Jesus back to where the church originally began because remember we the building is not the church we are the church and and so uh, we should be listening and learning as disciples that's who we are with with Jesus leading the way in fact scripture says the, he is the author and perfecter of faith who for the joy set before him endured the cross and so cross and so we need him to lead the way right uh, speaking of Jesus have you ever wondered how he was able to accomplish all he did in such a short period of time? You know, like, what was his secret to ministry? For those who may not know, Jesus is the only begotten Son of God the Father, and God sent Jesus into the world so that he might save the world through him. And we learned that through John three sixteen and 17, right? We know Jesus did, in fact, accomplish what he was destined to do when he was crucified on the cross and raised again to life after three days. But the question remains, how? You know, how was he able to accomplish it all? Well, Jesus had the benefit of being the divine son of God, so there's that, <laughs> right? <laughs> a little leg up on everybody else, right? But, <laughs> but there's another part of Jesus's life here on earth that cannot be understated, and that is his prayer life, okay? Jesus was always in conversation and communion with the Father. And from what we know from the gospel accounts of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it appears that Jesus kept a regular rhythm of prayer throughout his life. And if prayer was a foundational part of Jesus's life, the only son of God, then it needs to be a foundational part of our lives as well. To believe that God can reach us and bless us in the ordinary junctures of daily life is the stuff of prayer, right? But when we pray, when we genuinely pray, the real condition of our heart is revealed. This is as it should be. You know, this is when God truly begins to work with us. You know, for, for us here at, at uh, Chandler Acres, soon-to-be Venture Church, is the venture is just beginning with that, right? It, it's, an, it's an adventure in faith, vulnerability, hope, sadness, grief, and all the other stuff that life throws at us. It's, in fact, to me, it's, it's holy ground. It's, it's just a holy ground of, uh, of being a part of um, the walk with, with Jesus Christ. In fact, there's much more to prayer than I could ever cover in a week, you know. Uh, so today, we're going to take a closer look at, at three ways the, the Bible describes prayer, okay? Uh, just specifically three ways, all right? The first thing that comes to mind is something that we see in the life of Christ, that, that he was consistently in communion and prayer with the Father, as I mentioned before. So, so for number one, write this down if you want to, prayer must be constant or consistent, how, whatever word you want to use. Prayer must be consistent. Constant prayer is a daunting task, though. I got I to gotta tell you that because I know there are some of you that, that are just, just maybe 
grabbing hold of this podcast and maybe it's the first time and, and, and you've already turned tuned me out because <laughs> you you believe I'm going to ask you to do something that's impossible prayer what pray right because you believe I'm going to to ask you something that 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 is tough for you to do but I but I don't believe God would invite us to do something that we could never do I I just don't I just don't believe that and, and even if he did I trust that he sent the Holy Spirit to help us, right? Which is something we'll talk uh, more about later. But, but for now, let, let's, let's turn our attention towards what it says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Listen to what it says. I, I'm going to read from the NIV uh, today. It says this, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. Now, I want to pause there for just a second. There's more. But I love that, that, that those those pieces of scripture because we see those signs uh, of those words all over the place, right? Anybody goes to the store or somebody's house, you will see rejoice always, pray continually and give thanks in all circumstances or it might just say give thanks in all things. But what I was always missing is the second half of that piece of scripture when it says this, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. In this passage, Paul talks about several things we should be doing all the time. And here's the important part. There there aren't many places in the Bible where we are told so explicitly and clearly what the very will of God for us is, right? In fact, there are many people maybe, you know, listening to this podcast who, who spend chunks of their lives trying to figure out what the will of God is, right? We're always searching for what the will of God is. Well, here it is in 1 Thessalonians, plain and simple, right? It's right there. Now, of course, the obvious problem is, though, it's not so simple. It, it's not easy, right? In the midst of a billion distractions and temptations, to remain steadfast in prayer and thanksgiving is not easy. And yet, that's God's desire for us. It's a life of consistency with him. It's, an amazing, it's amazing to think that the creator of the universe wants a consistent relationship with us, right? Communicating with him all the time in every circumstance. So, so here's an idea for all of us. Instead of seeing this as an impossible burden, try to think about the blessing of a heavenly father who wants all of you, all of your life, all of your thoughts, all of it, every little thing you can think of. Try talking to him about the simple stuff. The ordinary stuff, you know, it doesn't always have to be the crisis level prayer or the desperate prayer. I've heard so many people, you know, the only time it seems like they, they pray is when it's something is so bad or just so wrong or whatever's going on in life. We never really go to God for just the little simplest things, you know, try thinking of your prayer life as an ever open line of communication, always speaking to him like you're having a daily conversation with him, right? Or, or like a phone call that never comes to an end where you have someone on the other end who never tires of hearing from you, okay? Let the Father's love and desire for you embolden you in your prayers to him. So number one, pray consistently, okay? Number two, um, if you want to write this down, that's great. Pray with boldness, right? Pray with boldness. Admittedly, bold prayer, though, takes practice, okay? It's difficult to reconcile the fact that we must have reverence and offer God and at the same time be bold in our prayer life. So that's why I love what the way the, the writer of Hebrews frames the concept for us, okay? It's in Hebrews 4, uh, verses 14 through 16. Here's what it says. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. 
For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. We can have confidence and be bold as we approach the throne of God because of what Christ has already done, right? Christ was both fully God and fully human, and he was tempted just as we were tempted. The only difference was he did not sin. So when you offer your prayers to God, you can trust that he understands and empathizes with your situation, right? And if we were to read on um, in 1 John, okay, is, let's listen to what it says. And this is... In, and this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. There it again, that word confidence. Now, in both passages, the same Greek word is used, and it originally meant freedom, openness, confidence, and boldness. Okay? So I love the idea of having this freedom when we can come to God in prayer, right? Because people who understand they are free have an easier time being bold, right? We do, right? When we, when we know we're free of something and we get comfortable with something, right, it's, it's an easier time to be bold. And because Christ has set us free, because he is, a, he is a great high priest, and because he fully understands what it means to be human, we can boldly bring all our prayers to him, right? Now, there's three ways the Bible describes prayer. Number one, we talked about it. Prayer must be consistent. Number two, prayer with pray with boldness, right? We got to pray with that boldness. And number three, we have to pray for everyone. Pray for everyone. To be both consistent and bold in prayer is a huge task, okay? It takes practice. It takes faith. It takes you out of your comfort zone. So with that said, I can also tell you that the world around you needs your consistent and bold prayers, okay? In fact, you need consistent and bold prayer in your life, we, we all do, right? We, we need it in our lives. Life is, is simply too complicated, too frustrating, and just too much at times. And, and we need the same thing that Jesus needed when he was on the earth, right? We need prayer. We need fellowship with the Father. Everyone needs prayer. And that includes the people you don't want to pray for. <laughs> right? People you may not like, right? Like your enemies and your adversaries that, that we have, you know, right? Your, your enemies need your prayers. It says so in scripture, right? Listen to what it says, Matthew 5, 44. Listen to what it says. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, right? So in this verse, Jesus gives us an absolutely clear direction to, to love our enemies and to pray for those who persecute us, right? Now, to be fair, persecution looks different for Christians in different parts of the world, okay? For example, when we, we in America think that we have, that we are being persecuted when, you know, the, this week's bulletin is folded a little crooked and it's bothering our OCD, right? <laughs> Can't believe that secretary folded it wrong this way. Or, or, you know, like a date's wrong or something. Oh, I don't, how do I know what date it is? I'm just being persecuted, you know, for who I am, you know? Or... The lines at Chick-fil-A are really long. How dare they, as a Christian organization, have long lines? Shouldn't they know better that we as Christians should be treated better, you know? Or, you know, Starbucks still won't put Merry Christmas on their holiday cups, right? They only say Happy Holidays, right? Why well, they should put Merry Christmas on there. Now, I have to agree with that. They should be putting Merry Christmas on it. But anyway... 
can't control that. But I don't feel like I'm persecuted because of it. But we, we, we as Americans, we, we don't know all the time what it means to be persecuted. But for some of us, we feel persecuted when maybe we get bullied by someone, you know, or teased by someone about our faith. You know, I, I would say that's happened to us. Now that's persecution, right? And maybe it's an abuser or someone in a former relationship that, 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 that does that because of your faith, because they just can't be in line with you when it comes to your faith. You see, in other countries, you know, I haven't really heard about it in America, but in other countries, people are losing their lives over their faith. They're being persecuted because of their faith. So whoever it is that comes to, to mind when I say your enemy, okay, that's the person or persons who need your prayer. The people that persecute you, the people that, that just don't agree with you, that just, you just don't get along with, okay? Those people need your prayer. In fact, here's how Jesus further explains the situation for us in Matthew 5, now verses 46 and 47. That's what he says. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? In other words, you know, you know, everybody can love everybody. Even if they don't know Christ, people still love the people that we love, right? It's easy to do that, right? And he all goes on to say, and if you only greet your own people, what are you doing more than others, right? Do not even pagans do that, right? Pagans, in other words, everybody greets other people, so it's no different, right? But when are you going to greet your enemies, the people that persecute you? When are you going to love on those people? It's easy to love and to pray for those who we love and care for. It's difficult to pray for those who've harmed us, right? Or wronged us or those who we have an offense against. And yet those are the people who Jesus says we should be praying for. Those are the people who need our prayers. And at the end of the day, Aren't we so glad that we can say even while we were still sinners, Christ died for us? That's what it says in Romans 5.8. Even in our sin, Christ traded his life for ours, right? Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. As I mentioned earlier, prayer was an integral part of Jesus' life and ministry. No matter what else was going on, he always made time for prayer. He always sought fellowship with the Father. In fact, Mark 1, verse 35 says, Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Jesus made space for prayer. And so as we seek to learn from him, we have to acknowledge the power of prayer in the life of Christ. And so as we follow him as well, we too must be people of prayer. It's a found fun, it's a I'll say it this way. It's a foundational piece in the life with Christ, right? There has to be constant prayer, consistent prayer, right? Bold prayer and praying, we need to be praying for everyone. Okay? So here's our challenges uh, for the week. Okay? I've got a, a few questions for you, okay? So here's your challenges. What time every day this coming week can you stop and pray? You know, pick a time, you know, every day whether it's in the morning as you uh, get up, instead of just grabbing your phone and, and scrolling through social media, uh, why don't you first pray and then do that? Or maybe maybe use it the other way, where you grab and you go through some and you find your enemies <laughs> and your adversaries that you're just not quite liking and be praying for them, you know, both ways, right? 
Here's the next one. What big thing or concerning thing or hard thing do you need to be bold in prayer over this coming week, right? What, where do you need to step out of your comfort zone and be bold in prayer for something big, something concerning, whatever it might be, some hard thing, and, and ask God for help with that, right? And then the last one I have is, what enemy needs your prayer this week? We all have an enemy. You know, we all have somebody that just gets on our nerves, somebody we don't like at work, somebody just doesn't have the same values with us, somebody, somebody that we're just, man, have really offended us, or somebody just, you know, just downright mean, mean and nasty. You know, who are you praying for this week? And here's my encouragement. You have to make space for it. Why do we need to make space for it? Because Jesus did. He made space for it in his life to, to go to fellowship with, his, with the Father, right? So if Jesus does it and we want to be like Jesus, right, we also need to be continually going to the Father with prayer. This concludes another episode of Venture Podcast. Thank you for joining us this week, and we hope you'll be back with us next week as we continue our series on Back to the Basics. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great day. If you'd like to know more about Venture Podcast and Chandler Acres Ministries, or you'd like to become a patron, please visit us at chandleracreschurch.com.